Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Brian Thomas is easy. To me, we'll get a chance to see him show a more variety of routes out here when he works out as well as pro day. He didn't have to do a bunch of different routes there at LSU. It was death by slot fade with those guys. I mean, they just won vertically time after time after time. But he's fast. He's smooth. He can go up and get it, play above the rim down there in the red zone. Daniel Jeremiah with One Bills Live yesterday on Brian Thomas Jr., who as of right now, is sitting in mock drafts around the Bills pick. You're seeing the big three at receiver. And then the fourth guy comes off the board in the 20s, sometimes as late as the Bills. But, of course, the big three, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Rome Adunze. And receivers run on Saturday at the Combine. Good morning. Jeremy White with you. Nate took off. Joe's off today. And uh, Josh Schmidt producing, hooking up with Derek Klassen of the 33rd team and Bleach Report and Reception Perception as well in just a moment on the Combine and things to look for. He's predicting 40 times of receivers, and I'm going to want to get into what that could mean. You know, if there's there's one thing that might change a player's stock, it might just be that this player runs faster than people think. I mean, some teams will fall in love with speed and a speedster. Sometimes, you know, you see the speed on tape, you'll hear the phrases like, the guy plays fast. Or then there's just, you know, lightning speed. So we'll get to all that and the quarterbacks as well as we, uh, you know, kick it up with Derek Klassen joining us on the Western Hotline. Derek, good morning. Good morning to you guys. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. We're, um, you know, we're waiting for the Bills offseason to begin and trying to figure out, you know, the right way to go. I'll, I'll be honest, though, Derek, a lot of the conversation around here, you know, for some of us, it's been three years in the making. But this year, it is a near unanimous conversation about the need for help at receiver. Uh, I felt the Bills probably needed it before Gabe Davis was a UFA, and now that Davis is a UFA, a lot of our conversation really just, it, it is like the earth rotating the sun about receivers for the Bills in this draft. I mean, they kind of they kind of have to go with one, right? And I think it's interesting. They could go a number of ways. I think if they want to just straight up replace a guy like Davis, they could go for... I don't know, a Troy, uh, Troy Franklin out of Oregon. I think he's actually a pretty similar player. But to me, a more put-together route runner. So if they still want a bigger vertical guy, I think he could kind of fit in there. I think if maybe somebody like Keon Coleman falls to them and they can get more of a big body winner, I think that would also work. I think that's the kind of interesting thing. If they could go a number of ways, and I don't really know what they want to do 
offensively. So it's kind of hard to like pencil in exactly what they're going to want to go for. Yeah, I was talking about that earlier with Joe Brady. We've only seen a half of his offense, half a season. And even then, it's not like they built it for him, which you would think they would do that a little bit more. If looking at this receiver class, I think the thing the Bills should probably be doing is looking not for a, a Davis clone or Davis replacement necessarily, but the most likely guy that could transition from a two to a one and be kind of built up into that. Because with the age of Stefan Diggs, the Bills have to be planning not only for this season, but for future seasons to build out Josh Allen's receiver court. If there's a if there's a guy that you might like in that mold, uh, a guy that can come in and contribute, but there's a lot of room for growth, who who is the name at the top of your list for that that is available in the late first round? They might need to move up a smidgen, but I think Brian Thomas Jr. is, is probably their best bet there because I think he's a guy where you can see why he would produce right away. He's long, he's fast. Um, he's not as much of a ball winner as you would think for a guy his size, but he's, I, I think he like tracks the ball really well down the field, which is good for him. But it's probably going to take him a little bit to, to sort out his route tree, I think, because I think he was a decent route runner at LSU, and you can see the explosion. You can see some pretty decent nuance in certain spots, but his route tree was just very limited. So I think it's going to take some time for him to, like you said, blossom from maybe a number two, number three, into like a true number one. So I think he's probably their best bet. Like, like I said, it might take him moving a couple of spots, but I don't think it would take anything too crazy to go, go up and get him. Derek Klassen on the Western Hotline. What moves receivers the most? Is it 40 times? I mean, the combine matters. In, in Pro days matter. Interviews matter. But the 40 time is the thing that's going to jump off the page if a guy puts up a crazy number. 40 times is definitely going to jump out. And, again, that's always based on, you know, weight. If, if a guy is, you know, 5'8", 175, it's not as cool if he runs a 4'3", as opposed to a guy who's, you know, 200 pounds or whatever. But um, I think the three-cone is actually a big one. I mean, three-cone is kind of where you see it's – as close of an approximation here as you're going to get to like how well does a guy sink into routes? How well can he explode out? What's his change of direction? Like that's probably a little bit more useful for some of your, you know, slot Z players than it might be for your X receiver. Cause your X receiver is probably not going to be doing as much of that bending, snapping, all that sort of stuff. But I think if you're looking for those type of receivers, like, you know, I don't know. Roman Wilson, I think is a good example in this class. I expect him to have a good three cone because you watch him play just so snappy. So agile change of direction is so smooth. That's the type of stuff I'm looking at for receivers here. Speaking with Derek Klassen on the Western Hotline uh, about the combine coming up. We've got, quarter, we've got receiver testing coming up on Saturday. We'll watch a lot of other positions as well. Before we get to the quarterbacks, which I want to do, I, I know you've recently written about uh, Brock Bowers at Georgia, and there's the history of tight ends early, and then there's the athletic freaks and the way that the game has changed. So w- what's your feeling on Bowers in terms of how high he should go? I think Bowers is, is fantastic. Like, I, I think the whole thing with the the tight ends in the first round and all that stuff, I think people are just getting too hung up on a couple of, like, the most obvious misses. Um, because even some of the ones that people are, like, pinning his misses, I don't even think that that's the case. Like, TJ Hawkinson, sure, he got traded, but he's a good player. Kyle Pitts, again, injured, but he's a really good player. Like, it's not like all of these guys are terrible. In the case of Brock Bowers, I just think – in today's game, yards after the catch is probably the most valuable thing you can do as a pass catcher, and I think Brock Bowers is one of the most special yards after catch players I've ever seen. Not just tight ends, like players I've ever seen. Um, he just has unbelievable speed. He's incredibly balanced for a guy who is not all that big. He's probably like 240 pounds, um, and then he just has great length. The route running is already is already pretty mature. Really, the only issue with him is, like, you know, is he big enough to play in line as a blocker? But you watch him, and it's like, yeah, he's not going to be George Kittle. 
just like mowing people down, but like he's going to get the job done. And I don't think it's going to be a problem for him to play in line. So he's just a guy to me where you can play him anywhere. He has all the explosive talent that you want. He's really long in terms of his arms. So like he kind of checks every box and sure we can get scared about tight ends, but there's no more than like five, six players who are better than him in this class. And that's, that's still going to go really high regardless of position. Yeah, the evolution of the position, too. Like, we're seeing a lot of teams use them in different ways. There's there's more athleticism. The Bills just went tight end in the first round last year with Dalton Kincaid. We watched Sam Laporta have a great rookie season. Do you feel like it also changes with the position that guys – I remember going into last year, like, well, historically tight ends don't come in and contribute. And here's both Kincaid and Laporta contributing in great ways. And I would expect – Maybe you think Powers can do the same exact thing, which is forget history. The tight end position itself has changed enough that we can kind of push that history aside. Definitely, and I, I think that's for a couple of reasons. One, I think teams are less uh, less dead set on using their tight end as like a safety blanket type, and I think they're more willing to accept that, like, yeah, this can be our explosive play type. Like, um, like you said, Sam Laporta. That the, the amount of deeper routes he ran. Uh, for the Lions. It's kind of crazy for a tight end. Uh, I thought that was really impressive. And that was kind of when you knew how he was going to be good, just how they were using him. Um, but I think Brock Bowers absolutely has that. I think the other thing is teams are getting better about kind of working around using your tight end as, you know, a point man um, in the run game. Because that was always, I think, the big thing is when you come in as a tight end, you're kind of playing two positions. You're playing receiver, you're playing offensive tackle. They kind of eliminated the tackle part just by doing a lot more gap runs, doing a lot where these guys are making blocks on the move as, a, you know, as opposed to just being a point man and, and trying to take on a defensive end. So I think between those two things, like you said, you can get guys like Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, who just come in right away, and it's like, okay, their athleticism and pass catching kind of trumps all. Derek Klassen on Twitter, at QB Class, uh, Class with a K. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks, Derek, because one thing we're hoping, at least I am, is that as many as possible go, right? If you're a team that doesn't need a quarterback, you want to load up that first round with quarterbacks, and better talent slides to the Bills. So what's the number? How many do you think ultimately go in the first round? I think we're going to get four. Um, you know, I think the first two are obvious, and then we're going to get Jaden Daniels. I'm pretty sure we're going to get J.J. McCarthy probably sooner than people realize. And I, I think people are assuming that, you know, if, the, if all those guys go top eight, let's say, I think people are assuming somebody else is going to reach at some point for a quarterback. I just don't see it. I think with Michael Penix, you know, you have um, the age and the injury concerns. I think with Bo Nix, he's had enough opportunities at this point to kind of prove himself throughout the process, you know, especially in Mobile. Didn't seem really like that happened. So I kind of just struggle to see a world where a fifth quarterback ends up going in the first round. And on the strength of the quarterbacks, you know, putting these guys, Drake May and Caleb Williams, in context of the last couple drafts, how highly – would you would you rate them? You know, the Trevor Lawrence year or whatever. Sometimes we get a generational prospect. How high are you putting those? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Two. So Trevor, to me, was like kind of untouchable. I thought he was just unbelievable. Like the, the, the pocket presence, the arm talent, the accuracy, some of the decisions he was making. I, to me, he was just kind of an untouchable prospect. So I don't think he's quite as good as those guys. But right in that tier below where they where these are guys you are still very comfortably taking first overall, that's kind of where I see Caleb and Drake. Like, And I think a lot of people are getting you know very defensive about, you know, if you love one, you can't really love the other. I don't think that's true. I would take both of these guys first overall. And whichever way you want to sort them, I don't really care. I think they're both fantastic prospects. Yeah, one thing I wonder is, you know, there's <laughs> – the, the way the position is played these days, I'm, I'm seeing a, a phrase about Caleb Williams that's arm elasticity, right? Throwing from all these different angles and platforms. And when I think about the comps for Williams, you know, you'll see comps to Mahomes because he does crazy things and he, he has these highlight reel plays. But one of the things that you got to be as a quarterback is willing to play on schedule and taking what's there. And I wonder if quarterbacks now are, are more drafted for upside and because of the you know the, the the elite traits, if you can do something elite, then the rest of it can be worked out. I mean, Bills fans here have seen this kind of happen with Josh Allen, right? The elite arm talent and the elite athleticism, and they were able to kind of build the rest of it in and turn him into a complete quarterback. I wonder how many teams are approaching these these top flight draft pick quarterbacks with the same idea that show me something elite and that'll get you drafted. I think you almost have to now, and I think there's there's two reasons for that. One, you look at the top of the league all of these guys have some sort of elite physical calling card, right? Whether it's um, arm strength, arm, you know, this arm elasticity that, that, that Mahomes has, um, Josh Allen being basically a cyborg playing quarterback, Justin Herbert kind of along the same lines. Like all these guys have some sort of physical superpower. So I think teams are realizing, okay, if we want to contend with that, kind of need somebody who can do that as well. I think the other thing is like the college game just doesn't look like the pro game whatsoever. It doesn't really matter what program you go and look at the college offenses almost everywhere around the country don't really look like pro offenses. And so, you know, 25 years ago when they did, it was like, okay, we can draft guys who it seems like they are very pro ready. It's just really, I think, tougher to find those guys um, and tougher to find plays that immediately and directly translate now. So you kind of just swing on guys where it's like, okay, well, he reacts to stuff fast and he's a super athlete. Let's see if we can figure it out. And I think, you know, to your point, both Caleb and Drake kind of, kind of check those boxes yeah Derek Klassen on the Western Hotline on this draft class you, you do work for Bleacher Report 33rd team and also Reception Perception where you chart quarterbacks and you know the site Reception Perception one of my favorites the work that you guys do that Matt does that you do in charting these players I want to ask you one question about Josh Allen and the type of receiver 
that he should get before we let you go, which is that the Bills are looking for explosive plays. And that's something their head coach and their GM have both said. They had zero explosive plays in their playoff loss to the Chiefs. You want to say that's limitations at receiver, whatever it might be. Play design, it could be a number of things. It could be a drop. I mean, Stephon Diggs dropped the deep ball, and so did Trent Shurfield. But what I want to get at is the Bills have never, with Josh Allen, been, it seems like really rarely, I should say, maybe never, been a good yak team, yards after catch. And they're chasing that to some degree. And one of the things I want to ask you is, how much of that is Allen, the types of throws he picks, the types of plays they, they like? Because for them to always be missing out on yak plays, I wonder how much that comes down to personnel and how much that comes down to the type of offense and types of throws that Allen chooses because you've charted him extensively. So what's the right answer there to find this yards after catch that's eluded the Bills for years and years of Allen's time? I think it's a little bit of both, right? Because I think you look at the roster and outside of Stefan Diggs, I don't think they've really had that many yak guys recently. Shakir is actually not bad with the ball in his hands, so maybe he, he kind of fits into that bucket as well. But generally, they haven't had guys who are just very obviously insane yak stars. So I do think that that's part of it. I do think part of it is, is the way that Allen plays, though, because I think he's kind of grown into a guy who, you know, he doesn't do as much of the go crazy and just I'm going to break structure stuff as much. And I think he's really grown into a guy who, does a lot of, you know, we're going to run 15 quick game concepts a game. I'm going to check down a lot. And then every now and then I'm going to heave it down the field when I need to. And so I think there's kind of not as much work in that intermediate area, which to me is where you get a lot of your yards after catch. Uh, at least like your explosive opportunities, you're going to get yards after catch when you throw two yards. You know, eventually, you know, guys are going to try to come up and rally and stuff. But um, I think the intermediate area is where you really get your big yak opportunities. I mean, look at all the Shanahan guys. Like, that's that's yeah. really the, where they make their money with the, the big crossers, glance routes, all that sort of stuff. So I think if they could maybe incorporate more of that into the Bills offense and then, like I said, also get one guy who clearly has a little bit of juice to him, I think that that could kind of solve the problem. And maybe unlocking that is offensive coordinator Joe Brady in his first full season. How, how did you like the half season you saw, and what about Brady's body of work before this? He's, a, he's an interesting one. I was actually, I don't know if uh, this is the right platform to say, I was kind of a Ken Dorsey apologist. I thought he was fine. I really think a lot of the issues the Bills offense had were just like, Josh Allen was throwing interceptions, and so everything looks terrible when that's happening. I think they fired Dorsey, promoted Brady, and I think maybe Allen kind of realized, like, okay, I'm going to settle down and not do that, and that kind of fixed the offense. But to me, I didn't really see anything that much better or worse with Brady calling the plays. I think maybe the run game had a little bit less of an identity, but I think the passing game was still largely what it needed to be. And when you have a quarterback like Allen, that's kind of all that matters. So, you know, I don't I don't know if this is going to be a superstar hire that they, they think it might be or like people thought Joe Brady might be three, four years ago. But I think he's going to be at the baseline, and I think they're going to be perfectly fine. All right, very good. Derek Klassen of the 33rd team, Reception Perception Bleach Report. Derek, thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the combine. Thank you so much. You guys have a good one. All right, you can follow him on Twitter, and I would recommend at uh, QB Class, the uh, Reception Perception website. I love Reception Perception. For those of you that are needing more and all as much quarterback and receiver stuff, I mean, Derek charts the quarterbacks at Reception Perception, and Matt Harmon does the receivers. It's just it's such a great tool. They're getting into free agent receivers. You want to know what to think about Marquise Brown. I mean, it's just really detailed how they succeed against press, how they succeed against man, how they uh, beat double coverage, what kind of routes they run, how often they run them, their success rate on those routes. It's really, really good 
receptionperception.com. And for Derek, it's charting quarterbacks, charting week to week. You know, you want to see how Josh Allen played in week four. He'll be he'll have charted him from week four last year against the Dolphins when he lit them up. It was just it's just a really cool site. So would uh give it my highest recommendation. 8030550 is our phone number, one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. When we return this day in history, there are two of them. Yeah, that's right. Josh knows one. You told me one. There's uh two of them, four years apart, memorable. Involving the same person. We'll get to that. You'll remember them both. You'll remember the person. You'll remember both days. You might think of both of them as kind of sad days. But it's okay, because there's some fun to come out of it. 803-0550, on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.